we were rejoicing in that. And then Gunner came by uh, yesterday, and we had a good time visiting together. So I've had some good times the last couple of days rejoicing in past times. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking last night as I was sitting there studying of things that God wants us to know. I know that when I um, first got saved, uh, I was brought up in a denomination that did that didn't that taught that you could not know that you were saved, that you could get saved and then lose your salvation and so on. And uh, so there's a verse of scripture though that that I memorized after I got saved that helped me a great deal. And there's things that, there's certain things that we need to know in our heart for sure, not just think about them. But I'd like to have a prayer for these if you would please. Uh, Glenn Givens is one, and then Mrs. Harden gave me Eric Ridings has cancer also. So remember these two, and then uh, your grandson, what's Carter, got mauled by or got bitten by a bulldog, so we we'll remember him especially. And God will take care of him. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the very privilege of being in this place with your people. And Lord, just rejoicing in the fact that we know, no matter what, have some of our bodies present with the Lord. But in the meantime, help us to live here as a testimony of our salvation, your love for us, how you take care of us, in season, out of season. We're amazed at it all the time. We ask you, dear God, that we know and we have confidence in prayer that you can Take care of this cancer and these these that we love, Lord, and we ask you to take care of them. Bless their bodies. Give them the doctors the wisdom they need to work with them. And, Lord, if you'll do so, when we hear the good news, we'll praise you for it. We ask you now to bless as we study thy word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As a... When God called me to preach, for instance, I got on my knees and I wrote down some things that I would not do and I wrote down some things that I would not change and that I wanted to know for sure and uh, Brother Rolf helped me and when he made it give me a stay he talked to me one time he said just remember now young man as a preacher you never have a right to go in the pulpit and say this is what I think he said you've got to know and a lot of people don't know or don't have it settled in their heart about these things that I want to bring to your attention this morning. And I have calls all the time about these things. Uh, people ask me, does God still love me? Uh, I've done this and I've done that. And, and I want to show you something if I can. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Now that's assurance of salvation, amen? If you'll notice, I committed my soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. I know whom I have believed. I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore I know he'll keep me, amen? And so when you think about things that we need to know, 
and we and actually we need to sit down and read them over and over and over to we memorize them because you're going to need them sooner or later these verses of scripture because I've learned one thing the devil is still alive he will attack you he'll attack you at your weak your weakest moment and he'll what he wants to do is to get you to doubt God but there is something I want to give you just ten of them that we need to know for sure all the time number one we need to know that God loves us now I've had people say to me preacher I don't know if God loves me anymore because of the terrible sins I've committed and I want you to listen to these verses please now I'm talking about uh, if you're unsaved today God loves you amen but if you are saved and you got caught up in some kind of sin uh, something in your life uh, you've done something you ought not to do and the old devil says see what you've done uh, God doesn't love you anymore because of what you've done listen to these verses John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If I didn't have another verse in the Bible to teach me, God loves me. And remember this, if God ever loved you once, He still loves you. He don't change His mind. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 but God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together in Christ Jesus. 1 John 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore we, uh, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Now, let me give you something here. Uh, God loves you, even if you're sin, in your sins, and where you're at right now. And God will never quit loving you. Number two, we need to know all men have sinned. Now, I have people all the time tell me they're not sinners, uh, that they don't do bad things, that they're pretty good people. But Romans 3.23 says, For all of sin comes short of the glory of God. That's everybody. And so no person can make a claim that they're pure in God's sight. 1 John 1.8 If we say that we have no sin, we, make, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And 1 Kings 8, 46 says, For there is no man that sinneth not. Proverbs 53, verse, um, 53, verse 3, Every one of them has gone back. They're all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Proverbs 20, verse 9, Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure for my sin. Over and over again, God who made man says of man that he's become unclean. All men, women, boys, and girls are sinners. They're unclean and they need washing from the sin. We need to know that. And don't get the idea uh, that you're not a sinner. Yes, you are. Number three, our sins separate us from God. Someone said, what difference does it make <coughs> If I am a sinner, 
Now, the most terrible place in all the world <coughs> is to be without God and without hope. Now, our sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59, verse 2. But your iniquities have separated you between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. Now, that's a terrible place to be. In such a place that we cannot pray, and God will hear us in times of sickness, in times of death, in times of thanksgiving. I laughed. I was reading something the other day, and he said, I sure feel sorry for atheists. He said, something good is to happen to them. They're blessed, and they have no one to tell it to. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? Every time I get blessed, i got God to give credit to. Amen? And I thank God for that. And God wants us to know our sins separate us from Him, though. Number four, uh, God wants us to know the payment for our sin is death. Sin does not have its... Uh, sin does have its payday. <coughs> Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, if sin separates us from God, and if sin brings death, physical and eternal, and the gift of God is eternal life because He loves us, how do we get this eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? That's the only way you can get it. Now, the fifth thing God wants us to know is, uh, good works does not pay for your sin. Titus 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you try to be, uh, your good works don't get you right with God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For for grace you say through faith that not of yourselves a gift to God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You will never be able to boast in heaven of your salvation or your good works because Jesus did it all. All your good works are filthy rags, according to Isaiah. And number six, Jesus, we need to know and settle it in our mind that Jesus Christ was and is sinless, perfect. That's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the right of God in him, that is, in Christ. Now, that one verse tells me I need a Savior, amen? And we need a perfect sacrifice. Hebrews 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with, our, with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all parts tempted like as we are yet without sin. Jesus was absolutely sinless perfect, no sin in him. Therefore, he was our perfect blood sacrifice for our sins. He could not be otherwise because he's our sin sacrifice. <coughs> Number seven, Christ paid for all our sins. Here's something that a lot of people don't understand. Jesus Christ did not pay for half of my sins. Jesus Christ paid for all my sins. Now watch this, please, because it's important. You're going to get to the place sooner or later in your life where you're a Christian, 
or you're not a Christian, you're going to get to a place in your life that the devil's going to show, come tempt you to believe that you're still in trouble with God. But I like this. First John chapter two verse two, and He is a perpetuation for our sins. S I in essence, and not prior only, but also for the sins of the whole world. John three sixteen. God so loved the world. Jesus Christ paid for all the sins of the whole world. I was listening to a famous preacher the other night talking about Calvinism, and he couldn't understand, or he could. He said, there are some things in the Bible that I don't try to understand because of beyond my understanding. And he said, I don't understand how God can save some and God can, won't save others. And he said, that just proves to me that God died, Jesus Christ died for some sins and he doesn't die for other sins. That's not true. Jesus Christ died for all sin. Everyone that's ever been born. The trouble is that you won't, the ones that die in their sins, they don't receive God's payment for their sins. It's paid for. It would be like I would go down to buy a new car, and somebody, the guy come out and says, Listen, your, your car's already paid for. All you got to do is drive it out. Nah, that can't be true. Amen. And I walk out without the car. But it's paid for. It's in my name. That's the same way with salvation. Your salvation is paid for. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can do it. Christ died for all sin. And over and over in the Bible, I'm just quoting a few verses. Even if you don't get saved from your sins, your sins are paid for by Jesus Christ. I believe one of the things that will haunt a person in hell for all eternity is memory. And that memory will take you back. I could have been saved. I could have gotten saved. I could have stayed out of this place. But I didn't because I wouldn't take what Jesus did for me. Number eight, God gives men a free will. Now this causes a lot of people a lot of problems. I had a man tell me one time, he said, do you really believe that you, your spirit can override the Holy Spirit? And man, I thought about that for a few minutes. Yes, it can. He said, no, you think you're a lot stronger, a lot more powerful than God? I said, let me tell you something, sir. God gave me a free will. I didn't get that on my own. God gave me that free will. I can override God because He gave me a free will to do so. He's powerful and He gave me a free will. And my spirit can override the Holy Spirit of God because He gave me that ability to do so. I could not do it if He didn't. But what you've got to understand is God gives us a free will. I can do as I please. God gave me that. Now watch this, Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But turn that around. Whosoever will not call upon the name of the Lord won't be saved then. Now Luke chapter 12, verse 8. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But turn that around. 
if you don't confess him before uh, men, he said, I won't confess you before my Father in heaven. Revelation 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that hear us say, Come, and let him that is thirst come, and listen to these, verse, uh, these words. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Now the truth is, God will if you will. But God cannot if you will not. Because God gave every man a free will. Number nine, God wants us to know that salvation is by faith alone. Acts chapter 16 verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. In John 5, verse 24, Verily I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. People say to me all the time, How much faith have I got to have to be saved? Now, I don't know how much faith. I don't know. Uh, I've had people say, I don't know if I have enough faith to be saved. But I do know one thing. God didn't tell you how much saved. Now, I can find no place in the Bible that God said, if you have 10% enough faith to be saved, you can be saved. If you've got to have 100% faith to be saved. doesn't say that. I can find that in no place in the Bible. Now, I can only find one thing. God said, if you'll put your faith in me, that you can be saved. How much? I don't know. But I do know one thing. There's not a person on the face of this earth that doesn't have a portion of faith because God said so. Every human being, God gave a portion of faith. Why do you think that you can go to the back side of Africa or you can go right down in Ebor City or you can go to Chicago or you can go anywhere else and you can find people that doesn't have faith, uh, won't exercise their faith in God, and won't be saved, and they want to blame God for it. But God said that everybody in their heart has a desire to worship something. You go in the, the ghetto, you go to the richest house you can find, you can go to the back of the side of Africa, you can go any or any place you want to, way out in the country or downtown, and you'll find one thing. Every human being has a desire to worship. And they're going to worship something. They'll make a piece of wood their God, they'll make money their God, they'll make all kind of things their God instead of God. God put it in their heart to worship something. But the Bible said, if you will exercise that faith in worship in God, that He will save your soul. And so we need to know that we're saved by faith alone. So salvation, uh, once uh, the, the tenth thing that God wants you to know is once you are saved, you will never perish. John chapter 10, verse 28. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Now, I don't know how anybody that can come along and say, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. And I believe that God cannot lie. It's impossible. And can read a verse like that and say, I can lose my salvation. Listen to it again. And I give, you don't earn it, 
I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Over and over again, God says in His Word, eternal life, everlasting life, never perish, shall not separate. And God says, He saves and He keeps. Now, it's what you're depending on saving you that makes the difference. And if you're depending on good works to save you, you'll die and go to hell. Uh, if you're depending on the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, you have eternal life. Now remember this, Christ died, that's history. Everybody knows that Jesus Christ died. You talk to anybody you want to, and they'll refer you back some 2,000 years ago uh, to a little baby in a manger, and they know that Jesus Christ lived on this earth. That's history. But Christ died for me, that's salvation. Now listen, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now as a pastor I'm faced all the time, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? I mean a man's wife, a man loses his wife in an accident, cancer, or gets somebody and holds him in the throes of death. Uh, people have accidents. Little babies get killed. Little babies die at birth. People come to me all the time and say, Preacher, why is this happening to me? That's why you must know these things. That's why you must hide them in your heart and you must understand them. God must not love me anymore. God don't care what I'm going through. Yes, He does. And He loves you all the time. And He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly why you're going through the things that you're going through. And this is, this is something I want to say to you very out of my heart. I don't understand a lot of things. I really don't. I read the Bible. I don't understand why one person suffers and the other don't. I don't understand why somebody's baby died and then somehow five or six and nothing wrong with it. I met men uh, in the doctor's office the other day. I was talking with doctor talked said, you got an infection in your throat and we're going to get rid of it, get it out. And we were talking about people bringing up their children and immune systems. And uh, she said, whatever you've been doing, your immune system ain't what it ought to be. And uh, I said, you know, that's so strange. Because we used to have a family uh, that came to our church. They lived in a junkyard. I mean, he, they junk, had junk cars. They had, I don't know how many kids, but four or five. And they run around with glass everywhere broke and, and uh, cats and dogs all over the place and and uh, old water and mosquitoes all over the place and old tires and, and the mess. Just, uh, I went to visit them and what a mess. I thought to myself, the little kids running around with no shoes on and, and dirty all the time and, and uh, they're never sick. And then I go out and visit some other couple and they got the cutest little kids and they keep them in the house and they keep them clean won't let them get their feet dirty or nothing else dirty and they're always sick. I don't understand that. I don't understand all the things that God wants us to go through. 
But I do know one thing. God still loves me. And God takes care of me. And I have eternal life. Because I not only read these things out of the Bible, but I have memorized them. I have put them in my heart. And I know some things. Somebody, I had a lady tell me one time, I was trying to lead her to Christ, and I said, do you know you're going to heaven? She said, I said, I sure do. She said, you ain't nothing but a little smart at it. You just know everything, don't you? I said, no, ma'am, but I do know one thing. I'm going to heaven. Amen. And the way I know that is, because I've hid these things in my heart, I've took God at His Word, and I don't go to a doctor. I don't go to a psychologist and ask them what they think about me. I go to God. And I mean that. I go to Him and I ask Him, Lord, uh, what's going to happen to me? I never will forget when my daddy was dying. I got to lead him to the Lord. And when he was dying, the doctor told us he ain't going to last long. And I carried him to the doctor. And, and when the doctor got through examining him and talking to him, uh, I carried him outside. My wife and my brother was with me. Uh, we carried him. I went back in. I said, I said, tell me now, how, how's it going to work, Doc? Because I want to know how to take care of it. He said, well, what's going to happen is he's going to stop eating first, and then he'll stop drinking next. You can't, we don't want nothing to drink. And he'll start shutting down. Just his vital organs will start shutting down, and he'll just die. He'll just go, be the Lord. And I got thinking to myself, you know what? Isn't that somehow life works? I don't know how it works. I don't even know how when my time's coming. But I got news for you. I got peace in my heart because I know some things. Just like I want to know from that doctor. <coughs> how does this thing work? I want to know from God. How does it work, Lord? And He'll tell you. And we need to know these things. 